Welcome to Empires of Eve, the History Lectures. My name is Andrew Gruen. This episode is the second in a two-part series called The Venal Civil War. So if this is the first episode you're listening to, you're probably going to want to go back and listen to part one. But if you're the kind of person who doesn't mind trying to figure things out as we go, feel free to jump in right here with The Venal Civil War, part two, This Treacherous Night. We had a council of war. At which point this very brutal civil war began. We got slaughtered, outright murder and uh, butchery. They looked at it, they looked at the banner, they listened to the story, and they signed up in their thousands. Why don't you come out and fight for the Venal Alliance against the fountain oppressors? In the middle of 2003, in one of the northern regions of stars in EVE Online, something really unique was happening. Throughout most of the first six months of the game's history, the wars that occurred in EVE Online tended to be mostly good-natured in-game conflicts. But what was brewing here was a conflict of a different kind. It was an engineered conflict between adversaries who weren't communicating or collaborating or trying to provide gameplay content to their members. This was a conflict in which both sides hated each other. Most other wars in this era of EVE Online tended to be somewhat restrained because it was simply so difficult to get to know people in that era that if a group of players found another group of players to fight against, they usually had uh, a vested interest in keeping that group alive and healthy, even though they were their enemies. They wanted them to be healthy and, and functioning because they wanted somebody else to fight against, to have some fun against, to spar against. But this was a war in which both organizations are going to be trying to genuinely damage the other. Evolution wanted to crush Taggart Transdimensional, and to claim a very visible and indisputable victory over them. And so after Sir Mole and Evolution manufacture this false war against Taggart Transdimensional, the only people in EVE Online who know that Sir Mole and Evolution are lying is Taggart Transdimensional. And so nobody else in EVE Online knows what to think at this stage. But generally, they're giving Sir Mole the benefit of the doubt. So nobody really knows who's truly at fault here, and neither does the rest of the Venal Alliance. Even though they were Taggart Transdimensional's allies, they didn't know for sure that Evolution wasn't telling the truth about this. That Taggart Transdimensional hadn't gone behind the Alliance's back to spark this war with Evolution. And so, as we get started with the story that will become the conclusion of the Venal Civil War, Evolution has just declared war on Taggart Transdimensional. And specifically Taggart Transdimensional, not the Venal Alliance as a whole. And now the Venal Alliance needs to decide what to do. It needs to decide how it's going to respond to an attack against one of their own. In the middle of 2003, on the eve of the date when Evolution's invasion is about to commence, the Venal Alliance convenes what it called the Council of the Free Captains. This is what they literally called it amongst themselves. All of the top-ranking members of the constituent corporations within the Venal Alliance, so Jericho Fraction is there, Taggart Transdimensional is there, and all of the other corporations which had flocked to their side, those early pirate organizations that became the military. And so the entire council gets together and they're ready to cast a vote on whether or not the entire Vino Alliance is going to rally together to stick by Taggart Transdimensional and defend them from evolution. 
And so the vote is called and the tally comes back and it's unanimous. You know, to these people, it was a no-brainer. Someone was coming after one of their own and they were going to defend them. It was all for one and one for all. And so Evolution invades the Venal Alliance, who has just voted to sort of lock shields with all of their corporations and stand united to defend Taggart Transdimensional from the invading Evolution. But remember, this is very early in EVE Online's history, and Evolution only has a few dozen members. But what they lacked in manpower, they made up for in organization. Evolution was an advanced gamer organization in an era when that was really, really rare. If there was in esports of EVE Online, Evolution would have been at the head of it. Again, Evolution, remember, were hardcore sci-fi military tacticians. These were people who were incredibly pragmatic about the realities of what combat inside of this game was going to actually look like. And the Venal Alliance is sort of the exact opposite. It's full of a bunch of ideologues, and Venal Alliance's military, remember, is basically just a bunch of out-of-work pirates turned bodyguards. You know, how much can you really depend on them when the hardcore gamer organization Evolution invades? Are they going to be the people who are going to stay up all night to defend your territory, or are they going to maybe cut and run at the first sign of adversity? And Evolution showed up in Venal Alliance territory and began tearing them to pieces. The player behind Jade Constantine described this to me once by saying, quote, We had a council of war in Venal, and mm. everybody agreed initially that they were going to uh, stand and fight. They weren't going to be thrown out. We were going to fight against the Fountain Alliance. Mm. And um, Ragnar and TTI were expected to do their part. So the war's begun. We got slaughtered early on, mm. absolutely slaughtered. Mole's bunch were extremely good, and they basically came up in Amarian battleships, and it was just like sort of alpha strikes from lasers and uh, outright murder and uh, butchery. We just lost ship after ship after ship. The Venal Alliance was shocked by the tactics that Evolution brought with them. Because the Venal Alliance had been sort of daydreaming about this like climactic last stand against the barbarians who were invading them. They thought they were going to get this big heroic battle that, even if they lost, they would still get a chance to go die and be martyrs for the North. But what Evolution does is they show up in Venal Alliance territory and immediately disperse. There's a Venal Alliance fleet waiting for them, but one fleet can't defend all locations inside of that region, and so Evolution splits up into wolf packs and begins prowling through the territory and just ripping everything to shreds. There is no proper battlefield. And the Vino Alliance doesn't know what to do about this because they don't have the discipline and the organization that Evolution does, and they don't know how to split apart and simultaneously deal with multiple threats in all of these different locations. They weren't planning on this. And so the early part of the war goes incredibly poorly for the Vino Alliance. And very quickly, Jade Constantine realizes that the Vino Alliance is never going to win on the battlefield through tactics or strategy. And so Jade embarks on a public relations campaign to try to change the public's conception of what was going on in the North. Because right now, nobody really knew what to believe about what was going on up there. You couldn't really be 100% sure whether Evolution was at fault or whether it was Taggart Transdimensional who had this coming. And so Jade Constantine begins pumping out thousand-word forum posts every single day, calling Evolution pirates and invaders and murderers and all these over-the-top hyperbolic statements about Evolution's just wretched personal character. On a positive front, 
We were running a PR campaign at the time, which was effectively saying Venal is a free port, is a place of free trading. Um, mm-hmm. It's somewhere where anyone from Empire can come out to. Why don't you come out and fight for the Venal Alliance against the fountain oppressors? She would attack Evolution with these scathing accusations that Evolution were pirates because back in those days, being called a pirate was like this very serious allegation. Nowadays, people kind of wear it on their sleeve as though it's just their job. But back then, people would try to like protect their reputation and be like, oh, no, 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 that's a baseless accusation. I'm not a pirate. I'm a very honorable person, an upstanding member of the community. Back then, people hated pirates. And so they wanted to fight back against what Jade had told them was a band of pirates invading the territory of the good guys who wanted to keep the northern regions free and open to the public of Eve. And Jade weaves such a compelling tale for the community of Eve Online that it triggers a grassroots effort to fight back evolution. All of these care packages keep showing up in the north addressed to Jade Constantine, and there are entire corporations of foreign mercenaries that started showing up, and this is the difference that helps the Venal Alliance stabilize. But there's a problem. And the problem is that in all of these devastating battles that are taking place to fight off evolution, Taggart Transdimensional is missing. Everyone starts noticing that Taggart isn't really showing up for battles anymore. When battles break out, there will be a couple of Taggart Transdimensional members who show up, basically just to try to tell everybody what to do and boss them around and pretend that they're in charge, but the rank-and-file soldiers who are fighting the battles are members of the other corporations within the Venal Alliance and some of these mercenary corporations. Remember, Taggart Transdimensional was an organization devoted to money-making, not to warfare. And so they weren't interested in this whole thing with evolution attacking the Venal Alliance. They didn't care about that. They were more than happy to have their allies fight that battle while they just continued on with their money-making endeavors. And so once everybody's really upset with the situation, Jade Constantine reaches out to Ragnar, sets a meeting, and says, essentially, you know, this has got to change. You can't keep having us fight your battles for you. And so Jade makes a proposal to alter the taxation system within the Venal Alliance. Whereas before, every corporation within the alliance was required to pay 25 million ISK per week to the larger war effort, Jade Constantine wanted to change that to a ratio dependent on how large you were and how much money you were making. In other words, she wanted to raise taxes on Taggart Transdimensional in order to pay for the war effort. But remember, Taggart Transdimensional are staunch objectivists, and so they're incredibly offended by this idea. And I have to think that Jade Constantine must have known. Jade must have known that going to an organization of essentially libertarians and trying to make a compromise with them by raising their taxes is kind of silly on the face of it. And if there's one thing that Jade was not, it was silly. And so I sometimes think that Jade was specifically going to instigate a fight with Taggart Transdimensional. And what Taggart Transdimensional does is they send back a communication that sort of feigns sympathy for the plight of the rest of their alliance members. And while they reject the taxation offer, they instead offer to start selling their allies' ships that they're building themselves at a 20% markup. Taggart declines Jade's offer, and this raises tensions inside of the alliance, and Sir Mole finds out about it. And Sir Mole sends a private communication to Jade Constantine. And this was in an era when that simply wasn't really done between high-level leaders. And so this was kind of a red phone situation. And he says, 
We're frustrated that Taggart Transdimensional isn't on the battlefield. We have no quarrel with the rest of the Venal Alliance. We're here to hurt Taggart Transdimensional. And so Sir Mole offers Jade Constantine a deal. Throw Taggart Transdimensional out of the Alliance, and we will leave the rest of you out of it. We'll go and we'll continue our war against Taggart Transdimensional, but otherwise we'll recognize the Venal Alliance as a sovereign state in the North. And Jade is so done with Taggart Transdimensional that she calls another meeting of the Council of the Free Captains. And so in late 2003, the northern territories of Eve Online are embroiled in conflict as the Alliance Killer's evolution invade and begin to overwhelm the Free Space Northerners, the Venal Alliance. And while the Venal Alliance has managed to stabilize, there's now a deal on the table to end the war completely if Taggart Transdimensional is evicted. And this meeting of the Council of the Free Captains is going to end up defining the early era of EVE Online. And what occurs will be prologue for the rise of the most dominant military power that EVE Online has ever seen. And this meeting will also define the legacy of one of the main characters of this story. And so in this midnight meeting of the Council of the Free Captains, there's a few minutes of debate as the meeting gets started. And there are 12 corporations there, including a lot of the most powerful people in the Alliance, except for Ragnar Daniskuld, because Taggart Transdimensional's vote won't count in this decision anyways. And so there's some debate on the Council team speak. Mostly it's people who are pointing out that this is a tactic by Sir Mole, this is a ploy, to try to drive a wedge between them to try to split the Venal Alliance apart so that it'll make it easier for them to attack Tiger Transdimensional on their own. They're saying that they should lock shields, they should stay in the fight, stay as one. Evolution must be desperate if they're making plays like this. But there are other people who are saying that Tiger Transdimensional hasn't been pulling their weight, and their conduct in this war so far was starting to make people believe that Taggart Transdimensional actually was at fault and Evolution was right. They had attacked them without cause. And in the background of this, Ragnar Daniskuld is holding private conversations with all of the people inside of the meeting. And he's known to have told one member, quote, There's a rift that is coming. And there's one side that is safe and one side that is not. Unquote. Eventually, the debate ends, and the vote is called. And of the 11 corporations in the Vino Alliance who are actually going to get a vote on this measure, the vote comes down 6 to 5. In favor of preserving the union of the Vino Alliance and continuing to protect Taggart Transdimensional. And so, of course, Evolution has a spy inside of this meeting the entire time, Mr. Blonde, and they're hearing every word of this meeting. Mr. Blonde is relaying the minutes, and Evolution is crestfallen. Because the Vino Alliance banding together could actually spell the death of their campaign in the North, because if they haven't managed to defeat the Vino Alliance so far, there's no reason to believe that they're going to be able to, over the coming months, this could drag on the war for an unforeseeable amount of time. And a lot of people in the Venal Alliance, even people who voted against Taggart, breathed a sigh of relief. Because everything was just going to continue on the way that it was, which was comforting to a lot of people. Nobody really wanted all of this drama. But just as the council was moving on to other matters, Ragnar himself entered the TeamSpeak channel and delivered a pre-prepared statement. And he said, quote, 
Taggart Transdimensional does not recognize the authority of this council. It is clear that the anti-Taggart effort has been led by Jade Constantine, who has been bought off by evolution. We will start with a 100 million isk bounty on Jade Constantine. Taggart and our friends will remain in Venal, and we will openly attack all of the pro-evolution people that have just voted against their one-time friends in Taggart. This is fair warning. Thank you. Unquote. At which point the channel kind of went mad. Various pirates were like, what the fuck? This is the moment yeah. that Ragnar lost his head. And the Venal Alliance is stunned. Because in their view, this was just a normal part of Alliance diplomacy. But now Taggart Transdimensional has just said that they're drawing a line down the middle of the room, and however you voted is what side you're on. And instantly the entire region of Venal shuts down. Because nobody even knows who's in charge anymore. Nobody even knows if there is such a thing as the Venal Alliance anymore. And the council goes crazy. And they immediately call for a revote in light of the fact that Taggart has just declared war on their former allies. This was not what people signed up for when they voted for Taggart. And so they vote again, and the second vote comes back, and it's 9-2 to two against Taggart Transdimensional. 9-2 to two in favor of throwing Taggart Transdimensional out of the Venal Alliance and leaving them to the Wolves' evolution. And it is remembered as one of the most staggeringly poor decisions in the history of diplomacy inside of EVE Online. Because it instantly turned Taggart Transdimensional from sort of a martyr organization up in the north as part of the Venal Alliance, with these very nice-seeming people who wanted to keep the north free and open from organizations like Evolution. Instead, Taggart Transdimensional had just declared war against their former allies after those allies voted democratically to stand by them. And the only people who voted to join Taggart Transdimensional were those pirate organizations. And now there was a line down the middle of the north with the free spacers on the one side and the pirates and Taggart Transdimensional on the other. And Jade Constantine trumpets this everywhere. She begins shaping how everybody's going to see this event, and she makes sure that that narrative of Taggart Transdimensional and the pirates versus the free space hippies is what the entirety of EVE Online sees on the forums. And she addresses Ragnar's threat against her, specifically the bounty that Ragnar put on her head, and Jade responds as only Jade Constantine could, by saying, quote, I, Jade Constantine, take up the mantle of Ragnar's 100 million isk of blood money, and wear it proudly as a shroud to brittle avarice and all the works of foolish craven traitor lord below. Death to Taggart! Death to Ragnar! Death to the memory of this treacherous knight. Unquote. Um, we then basically refounded the VA that same night as the NVA, the New Venal Alliance, under sort of like a sort of a democratic colours and free space and uh, invited anyone that basically wanted to come and fight the uh, the imperialists in Ragnar's crew. He managed to buy some of the uh, the smaller pirate corps, uh, Space Invaders and um, a couple of the other guys um, to his side. And he also managed to make some alliance with a bunch of pirates that were over in Vale called the um, Forsaken Empire, at which point this very brutal civil war began. Again, his problem was Ragnar wasn't really very present to fight it, and he far preferred to fight through, through proxies while he was doing his mining in Empire. 
And uh, this climactic series of fights happened. At the end of it, basically, Ragnar was virtually nowhere to be seen. And he did this rather famous speech. He appeared in space in an Apocalypse-class battleship and spoke to his own corporation members. And he said, I'm going away planetside for a time. I think he was going on holiday or something like that. Mm. Fight the last. Fight hard. Never surrender. And, uh, and never retreat. <laughs> and then logged off. And just left his people there. Not long after that, a new post was made in the EVE Online forums by a character named Gunny P. That said, quote, Earlier today, Ragnar Daniskjold officially stepped down as the president and CEO of Taggart Transdimensional and declared his retirement from EVE. We wish to put the controversy of recent times behind us, and as such, we are wiping the slate clean. Our kill on site list is empty and we are declaring a unilateral ceasefire immediately. All bounties have been revoked, and all existing alliances have been dissolved. In particular, while Taggart Transdimensional has never condoned piracy, we have in the past been members of alliances which have included pirate corporations. This is no longer the case, nor will it ever be in the future. We look forward to reaffirming our diplomatic and trade relations with all other corporations and alliances, and working towards a secure and prosperous future for all." Unquote. This was Ragnar's surrender. Everybody in the war was wearied by the situation by now and eagerly agreed to the ceasefire. Sir Mullay wasn't super happy about the fact that he had to stop killing Taggart transdimensional ships, but he was ultimately happy to get his very public symbolic victory that he was after to begin with. But remember, Ragnar was the wealthiest person in all of EVE Online. And what everybody in EVE Online wanted to know at the time is what happened to all of Ragnar's money. Did he sell all of it? Did he give it to all of his friends? Did he lock it down in one of his character's accounts, never to be used again? Ultimately, all of Ragnar's billions of ISK, or interstellar credits, were placed in a vault inside Taggart Transdimensional, where only the leadership of the corporation had access to it. But when Ragnar left, there was sort of a void of leadership that formed at the top, and this led to a player named Anne Lashak getting promoted. And Anne Lashak wasn't a loyal Taggart Transdimensional member. She was an opportunist. And she saw that Taggart was weak at this moment. Anne Lashak looted the bank account where Ragnar left most of his money, and then absconded from the Alliance with more than one billion isk. And then she took that money, one of the great fortunes of early EVE Online, and used it to barter for a spot inside of Evolution and Ragnar's billions ended up in Sir Mole's bank account. The corporate theft of Taggart Transdimensional really wraps up the moment-to-moment -moment events of the Venal Civil War. Uh, Ragnar, at this point, vanishes, never to be seen in New Eden again. Jade Constantine becomes the symbolic face of the new Venal Alliance, and most important of all is the fate of Evolution because this whole war was a bit of a testing ground for them. And now they've proven that they can punch above their weight and take on these much larger alliances and defeat them through a sophisticated mix of military and psychological victories. And now they've come out of this war with proof that they're capable of this kind of attack, and they also received a massive cash infusion when Anne Lashak decided to join their cause. So they're both rich and confident, and they're going to be looking to continue this success as they leave the northern regions to be controlled by the new Venal Alliance.
And I think my favorite thing about this story is that because Ragnar didn't stick around to tell his side of the story and to fight for his version of events the way Jade Constantine did, the story that you just heard is the story that got passed down throughout the years. And the most interesting thing about this story to me is a detail that I didn't even notice until about two years after I wrote this chapter for Empires of Eve, and it concerns something that the player behind Jade Constantine said to me in our interview when I was just beginning to understand that this story even existed. And when I listened back on the tapes for this show, I realized that the version of events that Jade had related to me matched perfectly with the lie that Sir Mole told in order to spark the war to begin with. This is what Jade well, basically said. Basically what happened was Ragnar liked to play politics and he liked to play the sort of the dark black arts. And some sure. of his um, special operations guys had a rivalry with an outfit called Evolution. And he had basically hired some pirates, Masters of Ownage, Moo Corporation, to attack some old people. He had hired people to attack his enemies. Now there's two possibilities that I can think of for what's going on here. And the first is that Sir Mole was so successful at propagating this lie that even after 12 years, Jade still didn't know the truth that Taggart was ultimately innocent, and that Sir Mole had lied when he accused them of hiring pirates to attack Evolution. The only reason that I know Sir Mole was lying is because when I interviewed him, he laughed and told me that he made it all up. So it's entirely reasonable that after 12 years, Jade was still laboring under the delusion that Taggart Transdimensional actually had hired pirates to start this war with Evolution. That's one possibility. The other possibility is that Jade did know, and lied to me. Because that little detail changes the entire story, doesn't it? If Jade's version of the story is true, if Ragnar hired pirates to attack Evolution then ultimately she was victorious. She helped lead the Venal Alliance in fighting off Evolution. And then when Ragnar went mad, that evil too was expelled from the North by Jade Constantine and the new Venal Alliance. But if Sir Mole's version of the story is true, that he made all of that up, and Taggart Transdimensional was actually innocent, then that casts all of our characters in a different light. Suddenly, Jade Constantine is now the unwitting puppet of Sir Mole, who believes the lie, or at least goes along with it, breaks ranks with the Venal Alliance, and unknowingly starts a series of events that is going to lead to a rebellion that ends in the ousting of a member of the Alliance. So depending on which version of the story we're listening to, Jade Constantine is either the hero politician who managed to deftly navigate a political crisis, or she's the unwitting fool who accidentally aided Sir Mole in breaking the Venal Alliance. And Ragnar suddenly becomes a much more sympathetic character, doesn't he? And isn't it at least a little bit easier to understand why he took the actions that he did against his own alliance? It certainly seems like a much more human moment when cast in this light. It may very well be that from his perspective, he had done nothing wrong, and yet a vote on whether to keep him and his friends in the Alliance was as close as a single vote. It couldn't have felt very welcoming. It's easy to see how someone might lose their cool in that situation. And in the end, to me, the lasting legacy of this event is that it exhibited for the first time the potentially devastating effects of sowing political chaos inside your enemy's council. 
but it also illustrated that there's a difference between what's really true and what's true for most people at the time. Because you can't really understand the people in this story unless you understand that a lot of them were taking actions based on the erroneous belief that evolution was telling the truth. So sometimes they might seem like irrational actors, but based on the information they had at the time, they were acting very rationally. Jade Constantine might have been fooled by Sir Mole, but a more charitable way of looking at it is that it didn't matter. And that Jade was simply moving with the flow of what everyone in the Eve community believed was true, and staying at the head of whatever the mob believed was true. And in the end, because she stays on the right side of that narrative, she stays in power in the North after Taggart is gone. And so to me, the lasting legacy of the invasion of evolution and the retreat of Taggart Transdimensional is that sometimes your PR department can be the difference that wins you the war. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to the opening story arc of the show. This has been a lot of fun to produce, and I'm looking forward to doing more. Uh, I think we're going to continue on narratively throughout the years and follow the main power blocks of each era and follow the storyline of that and the sort of uh, rise and fall of different groups and influence throughout the years. At some point, we'll also branch out a little bit. It might be worthwhile to do an episode explaining sort of the political state of this time just after the Venal Civil War and giving you an idea of what else was going on and who the other powers were at the time. Thanks for listening, and as always, if you don't want to wait for the next episode, you can go to Amazon.com and search for Empires of Eve, A History of the Great Wars of Eve Online, which is available in softcover, hardcover, Kindle, and audiobook versions. My personal favorite is the hardcover, which is sort of like a coffee table book full of pictures and propaganda and portraits. It's fun. I think you'll like it. You've been listening to The Venal Civil War.